Hello, mate. How are you? Good, Glenn. Morning, mate. Nice Morning. early start. Good to, to finally it? catch up after what's it been? Ten, um, weeks. ten weeks? Yeah. Well, you keep fucking going away. And you keep chucking sickies. Yeah, I do. And I'm, I'm sick today. <laughs> and I still got out of bed. <laughs> about time. Yeah. What time is it? It's, it's what is it, 10 to 5? Yeah, about that. Yeah. 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 Good time of the day to be doing it. Yeah, it is. You know, considering yeah. I was getting up at 3 a.m. last year, and now this year I can't get out of bed by six. <laughs> <laughs> How the life goes round. Yeah, the circle. So, yeah. yeah. So what's been happening? Oh, busy as shit, man. Um, we've had a couple of record months, um, you know, my doom and gloom predictions that the world was going to end and uh, in Easter last, well, last month. Um, it was like, fuck. What's going on? Why aren't people buying? Um, but it turned out it was just Easter. As per what we were talking about, um, yep. you know, it doesn't, as of this month, it doesn't seem like the interest rates are making a dent. All that doom and gloom seems to be going away. Good. Um, that's what we're seeing in the marketplace. Um, we're seeing a ton of painters come out of the woodwork looking for work. We okay. had nearly 50, 56, 57 applications in one month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What well, just works drying up in, in what areas are they coming from? They're coming from all over the Brisbane region. So we're, we're starting to see that, um, like last year, what, what we've seen and the feedback that we got from some of the paint reps was that all of these, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, because we've had this, this, this spike in, in building approvals, yep. right? And so this spike of building approvals has essentially inflated the marketplace. We've all seen that there's been an inflated you know, uh, know, labour markets and all the rest of it. And that's a direct correlation to how much building work there's been. But now that all these people have gone into liquidation and confidence in the building industry is dying in the arse, approvals down, they're actually down. The data is showing that it's down to the levels of 2018, 2019. And some of those levels were the lowest in a 10-year period. Yeah. Yeah, because we had the boom in 2015, right? Yep. So, you know, we're stabilising based on approvals. And so all of these guys that were working for a boss, you know, a guy had five guys, 10 guys, 20 guys, whatever. These guys were like, well, let's just get our truck and our tools and get an AB and get a QBCC and we can go in business together. Right. Yep. So basically these guys were just, they were just picking up the fruit that was left on the ground. You know, yep. they, they didn't have the tree shaker, so to speak. They didn't yep. have the ability to pick the fruit. They just picked up what was on the ground. But now all of that work's drying up. Yeah. And they don't necessarily want to go back to work on hourly rate. Um, they, they will if they have no choices, but they're looking for alternative you know, subcontract work, whether that's yep. with another builder, with another painter, what have you. And so the reps uh, a year ago were saying that all these guys that were in these you know, large companies went out on their own because they had a, a, a massive explosion of all of these trade accounts yep all right so yep um you know so all these one and two man operators trying to make as much money as they could mm-hmm. and now the market well there's not as much demand right so the marketplace is shrinking and so they're kind of the because they don't have the business etiquette that are skills well that's the yeah i think there's still a demand there i'm just saying you're finding demand. yeah i'm just saying that those individuals that were it's it's like you could have a gold rush and all these people turn up off the boat and they just buy a shovel and they find gold. But yep. after the gold rush finishes, Rio Tinto will still be there because yep. they have the infrastructure, right? Yep. And so what I'm suggesting is now that the gold rush is is dying off, 
you know, these are the people that basically were were successful fighting gold, but now it's kind of like, dude, we, we, need, we need heavy machinery. It's now. getting thinner. Yeah. It's getting thinner. They're struggling a little bit more trying to find that that work. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, you know, the building sector is still going to have a pipeline of work ahead of it. Yep. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, in 2004, uh, 24, maybe 25, that's going to drop off significantly because the approvals, so whatever's approved today will be built in six or 12 months, right? Yep. But those levels are the lowest it, it was in 2018, 2019, and that was the lowest in 10 years prior. But our population's getting bigger and the government's talking about pumping money into building, building. places. So it's a it's a interesting yeah, look, the, so interesting one of, of which way it will go. If if it continues to if they continue to inflate the marketplace, um, like think about it, right? If you're gonna sell your house now, let's say you're gonna sell your house, yep. the last thing you're gonna fucking do is build a new one. Yeah. Because it's like a two-year wait time. Um on the weekend, we went up to Caladra and seen a friend of mine, and he was. We were going through the Metricon display homes, right? And so he was looking at a, a house, deep water access on the canal. Uh, it was like a million two to build the house. It's fucking lavish, big, fucking egotistical thing, right? Yep. <laughs> anyway, the guy sits him down and goes, "That's the prelim cost. This is not a fixed price. Everything's prelim and variable." Yep. And I said to him, "Oh, you fucking mad?" Why would you go into a million two and it could go to a million five because they can't get a painter or they can't get a chippy or That's right. this is like the worst time in the last 50 years to build a house. Like, yep. so all of these consumers, you know, are probably going to think that way. So they're more inclined to buy, you know, a, a, an existing dwelling and the renovation market is going to boom. Yeah. But that's also going to drive up prices. That's all. Of, oh. of, so it's, it's one of those that, the more the more demand for housing, the higher the prices are going. We saw it straight after COVID. Mm. You know, straight after COVID, we saw that suddenly the um, everything started going up. I know even next door to me, blind auction, you know, um, people from Victoria paid over the odds, yeah. sight unseen, turned up and have gone, oh. That was just the mass migration. But from, it's still coming. From Crazy Dan yeah. and all those. But that was... In lockdown, now they've opened up the borders to all the freaking, you know, all these all these other immigrants, which yep. is totally cool. But where the fuck do they go? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's why the government's saying that yeah. they're going to build more. Uh, so you know, is it just going to be cheap housing? And you know, we go back to the good old days of painting for sixteen bucks a square meter. Well, I won't. <laughs> no. I'll come work no, but, for you before but, I do that. But some will. Yeah. <laughs> we know that some will. Yeah, well. You know, and this is this actually takes us back to to something we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, and these guys that are out there do, working for nothing that haven't had that don't have that business understanding, that business ethic, that don't are basically working on an ABN rate. Mm. You know, I mean. 35 bucks an hour on ABN, realistically, you're, you're working for less than 20. Yeah. By the time you do all of the things that you need to do. So my, my uh, I had a conversation with, with our production supervisor the other week. Yeah. Because um, he said that uh, an old friend of his that was was painting when he'd done his apprenticeship, 
uh, gave him a call, you know, just out of the blue, and they started yep. seeing each other. So, anyway, Nomad's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing really well, $137.50 an hour, you know, on ABN. He said, what, is that on ABN? And just, yeah, that's great, buddy. Right, right. And then I said to him, I said, do you know how much that actually is? Mm-hmm. And he said, it's $37.50. Can, can I grab your calculator here? And so <laughs> for the for the audience, uh, we're gonna do these these subs, right? And uh, you're gonna be blown away because I, there was a time when I thought 30 bucks an hour was all right, especially yep. on ABN, right? So let's just take 35 an hour times that by 40 hours a week, right? Now please keep in mind if you 40 hours a week is a part-time job. Yep. All right. Well, so all these people that- That's production out, hours. That doesn't count hours of quoting and hours of behind the scenes. Yeah, we'll see if you do less than 40 hours a week as yep. far as I'm concerned. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's so 35 times 40 is 1,400 bucks, okay? Now, this is gross. So because I'm paying someone 35 bucks an hour on ABN, 1,400 bucks. Now, I, I will throw in, we won't mention about sham contracting. We won't yeah, go down yeah, that yeah. line. Let's not go down that line. But <laughs> your 1400 also includes 11% super because after June 30 this year, yep. it goes from 10.5 to 11.5. Please keep in mind that apparently uh, my generation, uh, no, your generation still gets a pension, doesn't it? No, I missed out. No, so your generation. I've missed get, out. So you're fucked. We're fucked. Yep. So basically, the next generation, <laughs> we got to self fund our own retirement, right? Yep. So our parents kind of got away with it. So if you're not getting your 11%, whether it's from me or it's from you or whoever, you got to bank it. You, you got to bank it, right? So you're going to bank that out of your, your, out of your 1400, right? So there's 52 weeks of the year. So if you work 52 weeks, you never get sick that when the Anzac Day public holiday turns up or the Australia Day turns up on a Monday and everyone's getting shit-faced, you go to work. Yep. And you work your eight hours. Yep. Times that by 52, you're on a whopping $72,800 a year. Yep. Okay. Once again, that's gross. That's gross. That includes taxes. That includes superannuation. That includes your own accident insurance because you're, mm-hmm. you're on ABN, right? You have to have it. Yep. So... But also all your other insurances, not just that. You need your public liability because technically you're running a business. You need because it no, doesn't no, no. fall back on. Well, this is in the event that I just came and worked for you as a, okay. a, a, a painter in a tool bag in my little Ford Escort, uh, in my yep. Holden Astra, because most of them have a hatchback. And, yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I want $35 an hour. Yeah. So at the end of the week, I write you out an invoice 30, 40 hours for 35, right? Yep. Now, let's just say. You're 1400 bucks a week, but you only work th- uh, 40, uh, 50 weeks of the year. Yep. That's 70 grand, right? Because, yep. like, let's face it, everyone has a day off. Now, let's minus, let's just keep it easy 10% for superannuation, which, you know, that's a bit more than that, but yep, uh, let's say that. That takes you to 63, right? Now, let's minus uh, uh, maybe. Uh, well, you've got to take your tax off first. Well, the, so your tax is going to be twenty something percent. Well, you got to take well. 
your taxable income is 63. Well, tro- yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, then yeah. take your tax out, which will be about 12 grand. Give or take, let's just say 10 grand. 10 grand. All right, so then you take your tax out. You're at 53 now. Now you've got to buy boots. You've got to buy your little poxed up hand tools. you got to buy, or you got to steal some hand tools from your, employer, from your employer, which people generally do, which is your little paint buckets and your scrapers. They tend to steal those off us. Yep. And so these idiots are, are, are complaining and they're getting 53,000 a year. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that if you're a painter, it's a, it's a blue collar trade. Mm-hmm. This is the equivalent of factory workers. Fact, factory workers get factory paid. workers get more than that factory and you've workers. gone and done a four-year apprenticeship <laughs> yeah, so, like so this this abm rubbish they would be better off right so if i was to pay someone 27 dollars 50 an hour right yep full-time employment holiday pay sick pay work cover uh, superannuation now it takes away their ability to be a journeyman and go, oh, but he's paying $40 now. He's paying $45 now. They don't have that ability because it's no. full-time employment. Yep. You get your three warnings. And- you get your f- four weeks holidays paid. You get 10 sick days. You, you get, get all carer's that. leave. You get all the other stuff. Maternity leave. Maternity and yeah. paternity. Yeah, right. Now, so yeah, yeah. the guys get time off when the, the baby comes. Yeah, right. So there's all those other things that, that you get as well. That's not all paid by the the blokes have babies now too, apparently. Yeah, there you go. Um, So, (laughs) um, so you know, what they don't understand is on the front end, they're getting less, but on the back end, they're getting getting more, more. right? And so, because everyone, including these these smaller contractors that have one to five guys, then they're like, oh, you know, I need guys to finish off this townhouse complex or whatever, I'll pay $40 an hour. Not only are you, and, and don't get me wrong, the painters think that that's a lot of money because they're living for the now, but in real reality, it's it's, it's not. It's not, um, no. And so what it's it shows, not even close. It's not even close. And this is why when plumbers and electrical uh, electricians go into a professional business where they get given a truck and all that crap, it's like, dude, you're on 30 bucks an hour, mm. full-time employment. Oh, but a plumber's worth ninety dollars now. Yeah, that's what the business charges. Charges. Do. They they have the they, the business's job. Is they've to got create, overheads. They've, they've got, got everything they else that they've got to pay. Yeah, it's their job to create stability for the employee. Yep. And and that's old world values because like in your generation, everything was like you know government run and you know before they made it sold everything off to Telstra and all the rest of yep. you know? And so it was like you get it. You get a job. You get a full time job. You get your holiday pay, your sick pay, all that rubbish. And you stay there for 20 years. Yeah. And you you, you bite your tongue, you, you work your way up, you know, you follow the process. If Nigel wants us to sand between each coat. That's what you do. Because that's what the boss says. That's right. And it, and be, if you're on, like you were saying there, 27.50 an hour. You, you shut your mouth and do it. You just do it. And But because it's a journeyman mentality, they're like, well, at my old job, I don't do it that way. And if you don't like how I do it, I'll leave and get $42 an hour tomorrow. So do it. So do it. That's right. But what that stems is this, this, this vicious uh, feedback loop of yep. shitness. Yep. Because there's, there's no ability for the employers, because if all employers banded together in the painting industry said, no, no more sham, no, no more ABN, no more $35 an hour or $40 an hour, this is the going rate between 27 and 30 bucks an hour. A foreman is between 30 and 35. Yep. And you'll manage between one and five employees. 
that's what we're prepared to pay like, as an industry. Yep. All of these people would either leave the industry or they would fall in line. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you're, living in, you're living in Disneyland there. Eh? I guess the best visual representation you could make of the, in, of the painting industry is like the Mongol Empire before Genghis Khan. Yep. All these little teepee hut things everywhere and they're just all, they just rape and pillage each other. Yep. And I, there's no... Well, that's what they're doing now. Yeah. That's what they're doing now. And it's the same with the, the undercutting, you know. We'll undercut, we'll undercut, we'll undercut, we'll undercut. It's not about making money, actually putting your prices up. It's about the 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 contractor wanting to work on ABN, actually raping the or thinking that they are mm -hmm. getting more from the, the head Employer. contractor. Yeah. And um, but at the end of the day, they're actually not getting more, they're getting less. Because mm -hmm. by the time they actually pay all of their, like you just said there, by the time they pay all of their outgoings, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're, you know. They're wondering why they're not getting ahead and they can't get ahead and they're not getting holidays and they're not getting the breaks and uh -huh. they're not, you know, all of all those. All of that leads to fatigue. And then that slows down production. Mm -hmm. So they're worth less. Yeah. And, you know, but they don't understand that as well, the, ABN contractors. Well, you know, like if you've got an ABN contractor, he's going to supply, he's going to get a purchase order, he's going to supply the materials, he's going to supply the high access you know, less alloy scaff or, or yeah. whatever. He might even get an allowance for uh, several weeks worth of boom hire, right? Yeah. But he's going to take the job. He's going to get a colour selection. He's going to get a, 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 an elevation plan and a purchase order with a scope. Yep. And that's it. Like, I will see you in two weeks and I will defect it out. And if it ain't up to par, you'll be fixing it on your time. Yeah. Like, that's what a contractor is. Like, that's what it is. Well, that's what they do in new housing. That's what they do in new housing. You know, that's, you know. That, that, that's, that's what a contractor is. And these, these people going around saying that they've got a business. You don't have a business if you are giving 38 hours for $35. That's not a business. No. Australian business number. You don't have a business. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be a bit different if you were going around and soliciting your services for $200 an hour and, you know, like you were with this person and then that person and only worked three hours a night. Like that'd be a bit different. But yeah. It's not the case. No. Oh, look, that's right across the board. The majority of people that are in our uh, industry uh. aren't running a painting business. The majority are handed a price mm -hmm. from whether it be a builder, whether they're working as a subcontractor in some other form, yeah. that sort of thing. They're not running a business. They're a, a they're not an employee. But they're not running a business. Yes, they have to do their taxes. Yes, they have to do all of the the ones that do. Mm -hmm. But unless they're actually quoting the work and actually going and doing those things, they're not running a business. No, they're not even close to running a business. No. You know, unless they're marketing, they're working directly with clients. So does that mean and that some so so in a band of Indians, mm -hmm. right? You've got the hunters, you've got the gatherers, you've got the chieftains. Yeah, right? there's a there's a there's a role for each person in society in that yep. society, right? So what you're saying is you've got an Indian playing chief. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because he, but the a thing, mini chief, a mini chief. Yeah. yeah. And so everyone wants to be a chief until they start to learn what it takes to be a chief. Exactly. And then they go, well, no, nah, fuck that. That's not for me. Well, you need to fall back in line to be an Indian. Yeah. But the problem is, 
is because most of these painters are between the ages of 35 and 55. Yep. They can't be told. No. No, and they won't be. And like I still hear, I'm getting 30 bucks an hour, 30 bucks a metre, uh-huh. and I'm happy working at that because I don't have to deal with customers. I just go and do my job. I've got two or three staff, and, and if those it just happens. Oh, we need them. Don't get me wrong. We do need them. But the, the whole business structure, and that comes right from the top down, but that's, isn't that's what's keeping right. That's what's keeping them poor, though. That, yeah. Like, well, the same with, uh, you know, the builders as we, you know, you said before, you know, builders are going bust and things like that. Yeah. Reason they are is because they didn't have the foresight to see that things Increases. were going to increase. And, That's right. Everything, you know, we've got a labour shortage. So, of course, when there's a labour shortage, pit, that's it. Everyone has to put their hand deeper into their pocket to get stuff done. Um, like you said with your mate, yeah, you know, 1.2 is our start, but variations on top of that will take it to 1.5. Yeah, that's right. And, and it could blow out six, 12 months. And if you've got to pay more in, in mortgage interest payments, that's not yeah. our problem. Well, if you're bridge, bridging loans and all the other stuff yeah, that goes right. with all that. So yeah, that's just a nightmare. So the, so when you when you think of it like that, um, as I said, it's it's not a good time to build a house. So all of those people that, or even developers for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in in the 2014, 2015, there was so many townhouses. Oh. You know, even even pre COVID, pre that, you know, all these these high rises and, and and all the rest of it. Where's all that investment money going to come from? You know, I mean, some of the biggest builders in the country have fucked out, right? Yeah. So, as as these new construction buildings are, are being planned, or the the developer or the person that goes, "Hey, I'm going to spend some money on this land. I'm going to get some bank money. I'm going to do this and do that." Yep. Let's just say, if there was a hundred units of people that did that, maybe there's that, that's shrunk. Like we can all agree yep. that there's not a hundred units now. You know. So what that means is there's going to be less of that around and if yep. there's less of that around then that means another sector because obviously everything works in sectors right yep different sectors are high at one point and different sectors are low enough so this sector goes down another sector will go up but the thing yep. is is as that sector goes up maybe as i said the re- the, the, the renovation sector might go up right yep but these people don't have because they just come from new construction and they turn up in thongs and they and, and they smoke cones at smoko right because you close the door and you, as you do uh, of your unit, you have a couple of cones and you open the glass door and let smoke go out and you go keep spraying. The um, They don't have the ability to transition into the residential or to, into the mm. insurance sector. Or Well, the majority of the new house painters won't. They never will. No. They, they can't, they, they don't have the way of dealing with the clients. Well, they don't want to deal. It's a pain in the ass dealing with clients. That's right. And and a lot of people just don't want to do that. That's why you, that's why you get paid what you get paid. Mm, that's it. That's it. yeah. You're getting a higher premium because you're dealing with the customers because right. you're dealing direct rather than just being handed a, a, a job order. Yeah. You know, right. purchase order. Go do this. Go do this. Go do this. That's if you're lucky enough to get a purchase order from some of the builders. Well, but you know, and I mean, I was talking to one of the tier one builders uh, the other week, and they were saying, or one of the guys in in there, they were saying they're expecting. Um, a massive loss over the next 12 months. Yeah. 
you know, because construction work slowed down. A lot of the buildings are getting close to completion. Yeah. Everything is blown out. You know, they've copped the loss last financial year or this, they're, yeah. they're losing at the moment and expecting to ride out at least another 12 months wow. um, of losses before they can see um, major infrastructure starting because they're obviously Olympics, Brisbane, the Olympics. Yeah. So they, they're in a, they've, they've actually set themselves and that's exactly them. what they're doing at the moment. And they know that they're going to suffer massive losses. Yeah. They've got the, the backing and the revenue to, to cover it. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not the revenue, but they've got enough <laughs> to survive, you know, um, to keep going. But they're saying that it's going to get really skinny yeah. in that tier one state. Yeah. Which, of course, then when it does get skinny, one thing we're lucky as painters, we're the last ones in there. The concreters are in all sorts of trouble because they're the ones that run out of work first. Yeah, that's right. You know, so at least we've got six months, at least six months of, of work, you know, available um, after the concreters finish their pour. Well, one thing I, th I thought was interesting is in the last couple of months on the Facebook, I've started to notice more plasterers advertising. Like mm -hmm. I see the Facebook ad for a plastering contractor advertising yeah. to, to sheet and set. And there I was you go. like, never seen that in my life. No. You know, and then you see them on the community pages, hey, you know, yep. machines and all this stuff. And I've seen at least half a dozen of them. Okay. And I've gone, yeah, right. That, so there's not enough, because you know what sheeters are like. They're yeah, in and out. They're in and out. Two days and smash it and smash it, right? Yes. Yeah. So that just tells you that the volume of what they're used to is dropping. Is dro even if it's in the residential sector, right? But we know it is. You know, the housing, like you said, from three or four years ago, housing approval, or 10 years ago, so, housing approvals are there. So let's just say the residential market, let's just say the Porter Davis or the, the, the resi new construction, right? Yep. Let's just say at the moment they're paying between 30 and 38 a metre, right? Yep. And I'm not talking about your high-end prestige builders. Now, let's, yep. let's face it, you know, they're few and far between. If they're paying between 30 and 35 now, because mm -hmm. of, and that that is an inflated rate because of the last couple of years of dealing with the crap of labour shortages. Yep. Going into the next year to two years, that rate's going to drop because there's going to be more scarcity because there's not as many jobs going around. Yeah. So building supervisor that had two or three painters and was running 25 jobs, he's now running 15 jobs and, dude, I only need one of you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to keep my best guy, and even then, I, well, not necessarily the best guy, the cheapest guy. No, no, the guy that will take the purchase order. Yeah, but but the cheapest guy. Yeah, because so, they're, they're, that's what they're offering. They're they're not offering a, you know, they're not offering. We're going to bump it up to forty to give you the work. No, we're going to drop it. Will you do it for thirty two? Yeah, yeah. That's and right. this is the this and, is and, the difference. And Nigel, every time we do uh, handover. You know, we're going to dot the hell out gonna, of it. Well, we dot the hell that's out your, of it. Anyway. That's your bad luck. You've got to come back and fix well, it for been, free. Well, you've been hitting me up for varies to do the, to, to fix shit for the last 12 months. Like, that stops now. Yeah. Well, I, I can't do that. We'll fuck off and I'll find somebody else. Yep. Like, in the GFC, we were lucky because we were just, you know, me, dad, and, uh, you know, another one or two painters. And we were with this company called Aidenbrook. We were doing Aidenbrook Hopes. And... um. During the G, uh, back then, like I didn't even know what that was, you know what I mean? I was, yeah. I, I was, I was just a new construction painter, right? I was in my early 20s. Um, at the time, we were taking the purchase orders for the rate that they were giving us, which was like 26, 27 a meter, right? Yeah, but every time we did touch ups, we would 
you know, uh, bill them, you know, because this or that. And the supervisor did have an issue paying them. But during the GFC, uh, just after the GFC, like 2010, 2011, uh, they called us into the office and they said, look, uh, we've been auditing all the supervisors' variations and the sister franchise uh, has, a, has a threshold of like 50 grand for the year. And this year we've already spent 280 grand because they can compare, because they're a franchise, right? Yeah, so they, they can, can compare, compare against. Because that's yep. on the south side, we're on the north yep. side. And they said, and, and the director, because it was a franchise, we kind of knew the director and it was all, you know. Yeah. And he was like, well, why are they only spending that and I'm spending this? Yeah. And looking back now, I'm like, because your supervisors were pussies. They yeah. were just giving out, but they didn't give a shit, right? Wasn't their money. It wasn't their money. They, all, they were just writing checks to get the job done. Yep. And it's coming out of our mate's profitability. And so um, they were like, no more varies. And so um, I can see that happening again because all of these extra charge-ups, which well, like you, you, you get- That's where the problem's going to come in because we know at the moment there's no fixed contract. So the varies will actually just go back onto the homeowner, like you were saying with yeah, Olmo. Yeah, but, but the homeowner's not going to pay for damage to the walls. No, but they're going to have to adjust for, the, as in the builder, if they're smart, they'll pass those variations on to whoever the hell's damaged the walls. Well, that, that, that's what we that, used to have. And that. that was the argument, right? So <clears> why don't you just back charge the plumber? That's what we and, used to do. And the yeah. supervisor would say, well, how do we know who damaged that wall? Because the plumber cut the hole in the wrong place. No, no, or no, the no, sparky cut about, the hole. Yeah. yeah. And so what I said to him was, well, that's your fucking job. Yeah. You should know who's on your job site. When. So it just came down to laziness, right? Yeah. But when you've got, you always have lazy project supervisors yep. because they're running 20 to 25 jobs. Um, and at the end of the day, it's always going to come back, especially on the painter, because they because now they've actually clued on. I've seen some, in recent times, I've seen some builders' POs, and it actually has $350 retention for touch-ups. Yeah, okay. So they're, or they're giving you a $1 or a $2 square metre allowance to do touch up. It's only 100, uh, it's only 180 square meters, and they're giving you two dollars a square meter, so like $360. Yeah. It's nothing. Two guys will spend a day easy. Try and, it. and they say, no, 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 that's purchase ordered now. That's fixed. Yeah. Like, you know, when they uh when they put laminate or the, the engineered floor down, floor down, like, then they yep. the skirts on. Yeah. Like some you have to go it, back and you gotta re gap it and you gotta redo the walls. They don't even give you an extra order to do that. Some of them. No, you just have to like, wear it. Well, dude, I could have painted the fucking skirt when I was painting the wall. Like, exactly. Now I'm going to come back on socks. Like, anyways. And gap it all and then touch up the wall. In socks and on a drop sheet and it's, yeah, you know, like. What would have taken a day, suddenly three. Yeah. And, and, like, I don't hate, like, you know, don't hate the game. Don't hate the hustle. Hate the game, right? Yeah. I don't hate the builders. I, I, I think their model is, from a construction perspective, uh, from a. Uh, a project management perspective and a cost management perspective, yep. it's it by far, uh, the subcontracting model is by far the most efficient and cost-effective way. Yep. Um, but if you're dealing with incompetent contractors, mm-hmm. it's it's not. <laughs> it's but also incompetent builders. Incompetent builders. But and incompetent supervisors incompetent, that yeah. used to just it, it, sign it, variations. It all starts from the it's, top. The, yeah. the, the energy from the director, like this is the same even if you're in a small crew of painters, if yep. your energy is all about, you know, 
uh, giving a shit about the work that you're doing and doing a great job, that's going to, that, that's going to resonate and filter to your own employees. Right. Yeah, of course. And, and in a company that's, that's, that's also going to transition down. If, if the director's like, Oh, what's this? $500 to do the skirting boards. Okay. Like, Hmm. If he's going to do that, well, what do you think? It's charged it up. Charge it up, exactly. So, you know, yeah, just get it done. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lose lose. Yep. No, fair enough. All right. Well, that wraps up. Okay. This morning. Yep. Well, <laughs> good to finally catch up after all this time. <laughs> we hope we uh, yeah gave you a little bit of insight into our minds. <laughs> that's a bit of a worry. Especially at five a.m. Yeah, that's right. So. Um, Thanks a lot, everyone. Yeah. Take care and have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.